Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to episode 172, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's brought to you by two guys that never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. I'm in Red Bank. I mean, whatever. Some people know that. Doesn't matter. What's good? Oh, no. Hindsight. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? That's right. Like, <laughs> That's like where the, uh, we're at, bro. Yeah. So, did you get any? Uh, did you get any of those twenty twenty glasses? The the you know, no like the no no no. I didn't have the twenty twenty glasses, but the twenty twenty glasses would be good because though that's a that's a zero and a zero, which are perfect for eyeballs. Yes, and I, I'm thinking if you if, if we just hang on to those, someday they'll be worth money. So my mother used to always tell me stuff. She's right, because like, of the vision thing, right? You go with the vision, the whole per twenty twenty vision. Hang hang on to those. someday they'll be worth money. That's like a boomer thing, I think. You know, when people say shit like that, people okay, just, boomer. Okay, yeah, we just yeah, look I at gotcha. it. We just look at it now. And we go throw that shit away. Just I, get rid of it. Just get rid of that shit. I want to throw know? it all away. Yeah. So, um, how you doing? Resolutions? Anything that you've? Uh, no, made? no resolutions. There's not a resolution. There's uh, there's a very rarely a resolution. Uh, I I mean, there are things I always want to do, but that has nothing to do with the first of the year. It has to do with all year. Um, so what would one of those things be? I just I'm, I'm I would like to start. lose weight. I'd like to uh, yeah. start running again. I was running for a good you know a good three to five months, and then when I was working on that uh, that Amazon series, the one with Al Pacino, the Hunters, it's coming mm-hmm. out. There are promos for it. Looks okay. pretty good. Uh, I just the hours were just so long that I I I wasn't I wasn't in a rhythm. It didn't work out. Yeah, didn't the hour, out. it's just stupid. But uh, yeah, there's that. I want to eat less carbs, uh, you know, uh, eat better, move more, go to the doctor at least once. You know, it's, uh, I had that stroke um, you did. coming Bad up pound. on four years ago. Four years ago. Uh, I barely went, I don't even know if I went to the doctor once this past year. Now, I think I went to the hospital once this year, but I couldn't tell you what it was for. I thought you cut your finger. You went to the hospital on a cut finger. Was that yeah? This that, year? that was that was Ky- that. See, but that was may have been 2018 for Kylie's birthday. But I think I may have gone to the hospital. I think I may have had some sort of bursitis thing. Really, bursitis. I don't remember. I, I that's happened so many times. See, that's a boomer sounding thing. I know you're not a boomer, but no, they, I know. when yeah. somebody says bursitis, I, I think, uh, you know. Well, uh, spider bite or bursitis or something, but uh, <laughs> I, I I can't remember if I went to the hospital last year. But I do not believe that I saw my primary care physician even once last year. And my health insurance, uh, which I get through, I don't know if I use the marketplace. I don't get a discount or anything on it, but uh, I it went up $1,000 a year. So this is the and and this is okay you know over a thousand dollars a year. That's a that would be you say the market that would be that would mean directly Obamacare, which it's it's strange how we Affordable we've Care Act, but I mean I don't think yeah. I I think I contacted Oscar directly. I think I may have gone to that website to compare plans. Yeah, that's the insurance that I had when I had my stroke, and then I I think I had it 
two years in a row and then it went away for a year and then I got it again. Mm-hmm. Like it was not eligible. It wasn't available in New Jersey. So it's this company. I think I've told you about this Oscar health and it's, um, Jared Kushner's younger brother is a partner in the business. I think it was like three Harvard MBAs and they're trying to make, um, health insurance uh, more simple, easy to understand. And I, I was very happy with the customer service, the app, and and most things about it, but the price is the price based on I don't know how right how it works. But anyway, uh, very long answer is I want to go to the doctor more. Okay, but so the the, the okay, so out of I mean a few that, times you're you're buying insurance from uh, from Trump's son-in-law or or somebody that's associated with him. Well, his 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 uh, his son-in-law's brother. I mean, I I I, I could be wrong about that, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's his company. It's all tied together. It's it's we have you know okay so we have a, a really weird mixed up fucking system here in the United States. We we really do. It's 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 so hard to to try to figure out. Um, but then when I hear um, when I hear the the uh, the people are talking about like you know the the Bernie crowd and um, the most intelligent people I would I would put in the Bernie crowd. Um, when I hear them explain what the okay, if we're going to go to this Medicare for all all thing, how this is going to work, um, th- I get such convoluted, weird answers when they when they start describing it all, uh, and um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And the biggest thing that doesn't make sense to me about it is if if we're going to have Medicare for all, okay, so th- how would that work? And what I mean by that is, okay, so you've got some some big some big 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 money industries that are involved with all of this. So you've you've got in the insurance companies, of course. And uh, I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We've got one of the larger insurance companies uh, in the in the world is kind of semi based out of here. Transamerica is based out of Cedar Rapids, and uh, so that that building that we we associate with uh, the the skyline of of San Francisco, that diamond shaped sort of building, the, the Transamerica building, that's that, that company has also got a major presence here in town and they, they, they employ thousands of people, uh, uh, in town here. And then, and then, uh, of course, you know, of course in San Francisco and all over the, all over the globe, there's people that work for this company in some regard. And so, um, if we're, if we're going to, um, all of a sudden, if we were to wave a magic wand and say tomorrow, Healthcare is going to be is going to be run by one entity. The government is going to give you a single source, and that's where you're going to go for your healthcare. Well, what happens to the, these insurance companies? Well, the the jaded person, the person that's that's um, saying let's get rid of them, would say, well, fuck it, they're they're gone. Well, they're 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 just out of there. They're just history. We'll we'll, we'll get rid of them. Um, that that doesn't make much sense to me because um, there's there's all these families and all these people that work for these companies what's what's going to what what mayhem what what chaos what havoc would would um result from them suddenly folding if you could make that happen overnight um there'd be all these people that would be out of work and out of out of jobs and and uh, it would be it would be tough on them uh, obviously and so the, to me that that doesn't make a lot of sense and then i hear them say well okay if if that's not exactly how it would work we would take a situation where you would have uh, the the availability of having Medicare type insurance from the government, and then um, on top of that, you would have the option, as you deem fit, to go buy rider policies 
that would exist on top of that insurance where you would go, say, for instance, if you'd had a stroke, you might want to get some sort of an, an additional policy or if you had um, sort of some sort of cancer risk or something like that that you wanted to try to insure in a bigger way. If you had the wherewithal, if you had the, the money and the ability, you would go out and you would buy those extra additional rider policies on top of this insurance. And that's how companies like Transamerica, et cetera, would continue to exist because they would sell us these these rider policies. And um, to me, that makes no sense either because, well, we, we what would we create? We, we would create any an existence where we would have people, poor people, as it were, that would be just sitting with their with their Medicare policy from the government, and they would be going through the the ugly channel of trying to deal with the government and trying to you know get their their knee construction surgery done through the government and waiting for whatever amount of time you have to wait for and getting the approval and all of that stuff that you know the way government agencies work you'd go through that that rigmarole to try to get something taken care of or. If you were more wealthy than that, you'd you'd have the rider policy. So the the person with the rider policy would be able to go, okay, just fucking fix it. Let's do it now. Let's let's go in and let's get it done. And they would get they would get it done, and they would have a different level of healthcare, a different level of access to the healthcare system that would exist in the future. That wouldn't be it wouldn't be any much, it wouldn't be too much different than what's going on right now in my mind we'd still have these levels based on income and um and that sort of thing that would, would be putting through people through the healthcare system in, in different manners and different levels that at some point somebody's going to go well this isn't fair this isn't equitable this isn't you know this isn't the bernie thing bernie was you know, looking for the you know the old ideology of uh, you know um you know we take from the person according to their ability and give them give something back to them according to their need the old uh, communist sort of adage sort of thing the uh, well well you might not want to call it communist but maybe it's socialist but um from each according to their ability to each according to their need that's that's the idea behind behind medicare i think in, in, in well so I, I don't know what my options are right now we don't because do, because do so we? so in other words so I, my, my my ex-wife has health insurance through her company right. and through her company she has the health insurance for our children yes now i pay monthly and last year I paid, I believe, uh, three seventy four a month. This year it seems that I'm paying four sixty eight ninety six times twelve equals fifty six twenty seven fifty two. I did not reach out to them to update my insurance in any way, but the number went up. So, you know, so I'm paying over a thousand dollars more than I did last year. And so, uh, the the uh, now I'm fairly uh, confident that my deductible is sixty five hundred, right? So. Uh, Let's see. That's the maximum out of pocket. So the deductible. So that would be right now twelve thousand one hundred twenty-seven dollars and fifty-two cents before anything. Right. So the only way that works out, as far as I can see, is if I were to have a, a medical event yes. that put me into a hospital. Right. But if I don't have insurance, I don't go to the hospital, right? You know what I mean? It's like, right. I don't want to go to the hospital. So I don't want anything to happen to me. Like, so again, did I do anything to cause my stroke? Well, yes and no. I mean, I took my blood pressure medication, fine. I didn't go to the doctor enough, didn't check my uh, cholesterol. That went high. I worked out uh, when I wasn't really, you know, 
prepared to do that particular workout. Do you think your cholesterol is is high yet after living the the, the eating uh, what you've been eating? I would I would think I'm trying to think of what I've been eating that would make my cholesterol high. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't eat red meat. I don't eat meat. I don't know. Um, I would hope not, but I really don't know. I haven't had it tested in a while. Yeah, it's and you know. I mean, and, and I'm medicated for it. I'm on a statin. And you're on a. a this is a great podcast. This is not well, a medical you know, it's, podcast, it's worth... but it's the beginning of the year, and I'm thinking about this stuff. Yeah, welcome to 2020, everyone. Um, yeah, and we all should. I mean, I, I, it's it's confusing. It is. And I, but I, I was talking to my ex-wife and the kids about this, and I tonight, and I said, what. I mean, what other, I mean, I, I suppose I could just go to my doctor and in the past, I think he charged me about $150 for a visit, right? For yes. Just basic checkup, right? Yeah. So let's say, let's, let's call it $300 per visit. Right. Let's say I go four times in the year. I don't have time to go four times in the year because I'm never around, yeah. but let's just say 300, three, six, nine, $1,200. Okay. Right. Um, if I did some tests Let's say, like I did everything, the stress test. I think that would cost me out of pocket with you know just paying him directly would be about sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. So so three six nine twelve three four. It's still less than what I would pay monthly for twelve months. Yeah. Right. And like and and that's and if something were to happen, what's the best thing to do? I wish there was an option to have a truly preventative care that could get you there and then some sort of like you said like some sort of rider or protection if something were to go wrong right yeah I, you know i i feel i feel bad about the rider thing because i you know seriously we're going to get into a situation where there's going to be a bunch of people that don't have the ability to get the rider and they're still going to be as screwed as they are today um even though they're going to have uh okay the the, the honest answer is in the united states right now Nobody goes really. If 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 you go to the hospital, if you and this this came up during the Democratic debate, they said, um, you know, how many, uh, which which of you people would think that illegal aliens should have uh, some or should have health care? There's some. The question was something like that, and almost all of them raised their hands. Um, I, there might have been one of them that didn't, but um, the in reality, the if if the if the truth were told. Um, they didn't really have to ask that question. And what I mean by that is um, if if anybody goes into a hospital in the United States and needs health care, the hospital is going to give it to you. Now right. they, they're going to try to get it out of you uh, at some at some level. But if you're a payment. Illegal, yeah, a payment or some sort of some sort of settlement. Um, yes, yeah, sure. Know, the, you know, if if you're an illegal alien, as an example, you're you're somebody that's, that's here uh, without papers, uh, and uh, you're having a heart attack. You go into the emergency room; they're gonna they're gonna treat you. Um, are you gonna get the same level of treatment? Maybe as somebody with some super slick, great insurance. Um, at some level, you you won't. You're gonna get to a certain. Um, there's gonna be a crossroad somewhere in the in the facility where they're gonna look at this person and go, okay. Um, nobody's paying for this um we have to make a decision as to how we're going to deal with them and they're, they're not going to kick them out the door necessarily but they're probably not going to get the same level of care as somebody with with the uh you know with the blue ribbon insurance um but they are going to get treated so um you know, we, we have that already going in the United States. And we also have the situation where, you know, you said you have $6,000 uh, out of pocket that, you, that you're that you responsible for. Um, in reality, if you were to uh, all of a sudden get in a situation where you 
were in the hospital and um, you ran up a whole bunch of bills and you got to your $6,000 maximum out of pocket and the insurance is covering the rest and you get to a situation where you're um, after the fact and you go back to the hospital and you say, I owe you $6,000. I want to settle this. Will you take two? In all likelihood, they're going to take Oh, yeah, two. yeah. And, I, and I've, I've actually, I've had that happen a yeah. couple of times where yeah. I had some hospital bills that I was not up on and the hospital called me. And what they do is they end up, sometimes what they'll do is they will see these outstanding bills that have gone, eight, you know, six months, eight months, whatever. And yeah. I'm no expert on this. Um, but at least anecdotally from my perspective is, is they'll settle up with you. Highly and, and do a thing and 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 at that point for whatever for whatever it was whatever I owed and whatever they was I, I just paid it like they yeah, weren't yeah. it wasn't these were not four figure bills these yeah. were three figure bills uh, I think a, maybe a couple for Cameron and a couple for me and even though Cameron's on his mom she has a out of pocket that she has to hit and you know again with Cameron it's a little different because he's he's insulin dependent he's a type 1 diabetic as I've talked about before on here right. and insulin is hella expensive like ridiculously it's like what it's like 600 a month or something is it that much or more no it's more than that I, I don't that? well no I, actually it's let me think let me think if it's because he, he usually gets it in three month supplies as well funny. Uh, I think it's close to but maybe a little under a thousand a month wow i'm trying to remember i I think yeah that sounds i mean i mean if it's expensive even if you make decent money right even if you're middle or uh, upper middle class it's still expensive it really adds up if you think about everything yeah you know i mean fortunately my children do not go to private school but if they did go to private school that would be my choice you know but it, it everything it's just so much everything's expensive how yeah, that's and that where where I where I you know when I when I hear the uh, I, I'm just going to go back to the Bernie Sanders Sanders example because that's where where everybody likes to point the finger. Um, but when you go back to that that idea, you know, the Medicare for all, and um, you know that that example, um, do I think they have their their argument together as to how it should work? No, they, they don't at all. Um, but do I think um, do do I empathize with where they're coming from fuck yes sure um, I, I as do i um yeah, yeah. yeah. way too complicated way too way too the, the idea that with all these prices fluctuate all over one insurance company's negotiated a price on on uh, this thing that somebody else is going to pay a completely different price for and they've got all this crazy shit that goes on and the the, the you know there's all this smoke and mirrors that's 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 running and nobody really can fucking figure out anything it's it's crazy and it's a, it's a dumb way to exist now do i think we're going to get rid of the insurance industry no do i think we're going to get rid of pharma no do i think we're going to get rid of um uh, the hospitals, the way they exist now, and uh, and uh, the medical industry is that going to be sh- shaken up in, in a major way with a wave of a wand? No, I don't. Um, also tied into that, what a lot of people don't consider is the university system. A lo- most of the drug research, most of what's going on in medicine today, happens uh, at the university level. So you got you know major universities. Whether you, know, you look at the Power Five conferences, people like to talk about the stuff with sports. But if you but if you look those are the big universities that that exist um 
where all the medical research is happening, where all of the the the, the, the innovations with with pharmacy and uh, and all of that stuff is happening, um, and all the the money that flows into that system, um, based on all sorts of things, political and otherwise, um, are we going to change all of that, or could one candidate come in and say, "Well, tomorrow we're going to do it this way." No, that's, there's no fucking way that's ever going to happen. It's just not. It, it, it is just completely illogical to think that that would ever that that that, that, that could ever exist. Um, it, there's there's it's too big a spaghetti bowl full of possibilities uh, for or possibilities. Pasta, there you go. I, I'm just saying. I that's one of my favorite places to go to get Italian food after Olive Garden is exactly. possibilities. I, like, I, like I guarantee you, that's the name of a place. Little little fajola. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you were um, saying. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of crazy the crazy stuff that needs to happen. But uh, can we, uh, you know? I don't know. Uh, what about you? What you doing? What you doing for the new year? What do you are you gonna be? Do you have like do, do, um, I, have any, do I have any uh, like uh, resolutions or something? Are you uh, resolute? I've decided. I have decided. Okay, so I we we talked a little bit about the masterclass thing. Um, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Have you uh, looked into it since? I, I started with the first masterclass. I'm about uh, I think three quarters of the way through the uh, David Sedaris stuff. Oh yeah, okay. uh, and. And uh, it's it's he's really quite good, and I and I you know I didn't. How is it structured? Well, what they, what they do is they have about um, oh anywhere between ten to twenty minute um, snippets of of uh, of him. Basically, it's just him kind of riffing about. Um, Who his, is it? Is what's the environment? Is he? I mean, I see the picture of him on the thumbnail. He's sitting in a theater. Yeah, he's he's basically sitting in a in a in a chair, and and he, there's one uh, se- section that I just started, one um, one segment, one class, whatever they call them, where he's he's being joined by someone else who's kind of doing a Q and A Q&A thing, the way it sounds, and I haven't gotten into that one yet. But the first uh, five or six that I uh, that I uh, I've listened to, which were anywhere in between ten and twenty minutes each, each one of these segments, he he just basically they, they try to start with his process. Of of writing comedy and uh, you know comedic he he writes these you know these these comedic books um, and he's you know, a lot of stuff for for magazines and things like that. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a contributor to uh, NPR to particularly to This American Life. Yeah. He's told a bunch of stories suppose, on there. Yeah, probably an essayist would be the best way to describe. Yeah, it. yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and so um, he, what what he does he 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 okay so what he I thought was interesting he had um, a Sort of an anecdotal story that he told about something. He does a diary thing where he writes, he tries to write every day, and it's basically a diary. And then mm-hmm. when he when he has uh, something in there that he thinks might be the starting point for 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 something, he, he takes that in a in a you know in a different direction or or in a, or adds to it that that sort of thing. And um, oftentimes uh, that particular uh, that particular story. He may rewrite and go in different directions with it, and uh, right. so he's got this thing about. Well, it. So he's writing it, but is it, is he performing it? Well, he's he he's one of his ba- things that he likes to do. He, uh, he says is he likes to sit in in a um, in a situation where they have him read out loud what, what he's what he's done, and so it's kind of a um, it's not stand up comedy, but he likes to um, he likes to perform what he's written. 
He did, yeah. So, and, 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 you know, if anyone that wants to, to hear it, just if you just Google this American life, uh, da- um, David, David, right? David, David Sedaris. Sedaris yeah. yeah. And, and you'll hear some really, you know, great stories. And he does have a bit of a high pitch, annoying voice. He does have, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of a, yeah, you know, but, but it, in a way, I, I like that. Um, it's, no, it it's, totally works for him. Yeah. I mean, it's it, he's he he comes across as a very intelligent, um, sort of uh, thoughtful, sort of uh, critical thinking fella. Yes, who's who's kind of equally arrogant and self-deprecating. Yes, a lot of you know, like he has this. There's a there's this fine balance of those yeah, two things, yeah, yeah. and then it's just like, and and there are dev. I mean, in in the ones that I've heard, I've I've read a little bit, but not much. Um, but I've heard that there's a lot of turns in these stories, and it's kind of ridiculous. Some right, of them, exactly. you know, you know. So it's a lot of it's probably a very fictionalized version and stuff that's in his head to things that have happened and exactly. sort of his storytelling has evolved. I mean, again, that's not from watching the master class that's just from having listened to him so yeah you know so i mean does he talk about that stuff he does he does and uh you know he uses uh, you know the, the the idea of being self-deprecating you know he says uh you know that's uh, he thinks that's critical because you, you know if you're going to make fun of of someone of others of others you know you be, be ready be, to dish it out to yourself exactly exactly <laughs> or be able to take it yeah yeah <laughs> so and he talks about he talks about um, you know having you know walking around with a, a notebook or something that you can jot down you know be, being self aware is is part of it and then just kind of just being generally aware of things that are happening around you and um, and jotting those down you know as as you as you can just to remind yourself later what's what what you've you know what you've been around and I think I I know I've already I'm already have been kind of in the habit of doing that a little bit um uh, i i think i, I it's it's str- and he he said this he goes there's so many people that he t- he talks to that as they're walking around in life they they will they will say you know there nothing happens to me there's i can't be i, I could never be a writer because uh, you know nothing nothing ever ex- exciting or nothing around me that ever happens that's interesting and his point of view about that is that everybody all of us as we walk around through life if you're if you're just a little bit aware of what's going on around you there's 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 plenty of there's plenty of subject matter <laughs> we, we, we you know uh not so much that it's maybe uh, our us or or our own personal uh thing that's happening uh but Certainly, if if you're watching other people, there's 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 a lot there to to be aware of. And, uh, so, have you completed the entire master class? No, he's just starting with this. Um, he there's a uh, there's a unit that's just starting where he's um, he's talking about, and this is particularly of interest to me. He, he's talking about how to write about people that are if basically family members, friends, family members, people that are really close to you without making people angry. That is a, that that is something that's challenging. And we've talked about it on here. I think if you're doing stand-up comedy, if you're writing, whether it's like, you know, you know, the, the, uh, 
there's that that uh, disclaimer at the end of movies and TV shows, like the, the uh, if this is someone in real, if this resembles someone in real life, it's purely coincidental bullshit. Um, and surely the person that's watching it knows, whoa, they just took that shit from me, you know. Um, and I mean, I experienced it on here. Sure, you know, yeah. I I. I edit myself, which is used to be a rarity, but I like more and more. And that uh, you know, I it's it it hasn't it, it. I don't think it's caused any problems yet. But yeah, I, I would love to hear that. You know, yeah. him talk about that and, and understand, like you know, because I always think of it as like, no, no, I'm not talking about that person in a negative way. I'm talking about that person from my point of view. And right. usually, even if the thing that may seem or sound negative, it's like, I'm really trying it. I don't know that it, I accomplish it, but I'm really trying to knock myself for my bullshit. Yeah. But I don't think I always, that always, I don't think that's always conveyed. I, I, I haven't with this podcast, even though we're 172 episodes in, I have hardly mentioned it to a family member at all. You, um, in terms of the podcast itself, in terms of people listening to it? Just even mentioning it at all. Hmm. I, I, no, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I guess I have, I don't know. I mean, people find it. I, I, well, I think people that I don't, I think that people that I haven't even told directly find it just okay. by Googling my name. Well, they do, because if you Google either one of our names, it pops up pretty predominantly. And, yeah. um, the uh, so I had a uh, just at Christmas I had a family member that um, said something that was um, pretty much a direct quote of something I'd said on 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 here um, and was talking something we had talked about and I can't remember exactly what it was but um, I and I looked at her like uh, I, I just had this deer in the headlights moment where I was like it freaked me out because I was like oh shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I really hope. Wait, well, maybe, it's, I, maybe I should, you know, it 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 made me start to second guess things I've I've said and talked about a little bit, but um, yes and no. Yeah, I you know it's I have I I think I've told you about my my cousin. It's my dad's cousin, um, Kathleen, Kathleen's husband Donald, um. I talked to him about our podcast yeah. and he was really into it and he listened to it and he has since seen me and talked about it. And I, and I was very open and honest, you know, now I, I know Donald, I've spent time with Donald. I don't know Donald very well, but I know him well enough to be where I didn't feel like, Oh, that's blood. Whereas his wife, Kathleen, it's just, there is blood and, and who, her personality is different. I don't know her that well that I would be concerned about like, I don't want to offend her. I don't want to say things. I've said some really nasty fucked up shit about myself and probably other people. You know, it weird, you know, like, like stuff, they're my words coming out of my mouth. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if, if I feel like you've set me up by saying somewhere and you know that I'll go there or whatever. I still said the fuck you, we've never even seen each other in, in person. And yet it's like, you didn't put a gun to my head and say, you have to say that anyway. But I feel like, no, you led me to the water. And I was like, no, now I've got to take a shit in the water. Not right. exactly, but you know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah. got to do, I, and, and I don't know what my, why I'm compelled to do that. And at the same time be like, I did it. It's out there. Yeah, <laughs> there've only I think there've only been maybe two times where I said to you I ah, I don't feel good about that one. Yeah, so like I'm and not... and and you've offered to to pull it down, and I 
think I said, no, it's fine. And, and, and there've been a few close calls with some personal stuff with yeah. the family and kids. And I'm like, I've not said a, a thing to anybody at work as an example about the fact that I do this, even though I that's, should. That's wild. That's great. Uh, that's, I, that, yeah. I mean, like, I feel very fortunate that I don't have a full-time job in an office with the same people <laughs> yeah. every day. And, and and so, because if I had the job that I had um, seven and a half years ago, right, the job that ended in October 2012, <laughs> if I had that job with really the people... ridiculous when you say that aloud. <laughs> What's that? If I still had the job I had in 2012... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because 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 that's the last time I had a a full time job in an office. You're going with the same, the same people, people yeah. and and actually that wasn't the same people because there were a lot of layoffs and changes and people left, you know. And so, right. but but if I had that, I don't I don't know how I, I, things would be different in some way, either in stuff that I shared. Or there would be some level of consequences where it'd be like I'd be either walking on eggshells or avoiding people or being like, oh shit. Yeah, or uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's probably been a while since I've spoken about anybody directly. I have definitely done that, um, and uh, you know I've gotten lately. So I'm kind of editing a little bit of that part of my life out of this, figuring um, I don't want to insult, you know, hurt someone's feelings, yeah, exactly. cause friction exactly. at work. Right, right, and somebody's like, like you, said, you, you, you have, you have done it, oh, a little yeah. bit. You, <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you, you have, have done it. You have yeah. done it with one guy in particular. Yeah, and and uh, and sort of, and I know that because I feel like you lead me to the water. I have said, I, I have repeated it. I've been like, no, but then, and and I brought it back at the end of the episode. But it'd be like, chances are that's not going to be an issue, right? Was it the sunglasses guy? What am I talking about? I don't even remember. Yeah, we, we've been there. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. like, don't. Shh. shh don't. It's 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm talking about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the idea that, you know, if you have a podcast, you should keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, it's, I've talked about talking to strangers and this this idea. You know, Malcolm Gladwell has a book called Talking to Strangers right now. He does, yeah. And uh, I don't know if the audio uh, the audio book is available. It's only on Audible, but I kind of want to listen to it. The audio book is is different in that he has. Um, it's not just him reading the book. It's him uh, interacting with with people that he features are in the book they're, they're, yeah yeah i've heard that voice. yeah yeah and yeah i i, I listened to him on uh conan o'brien's podcast yeah um so, but yeah, it sounds good yeah it sounds it sounds pretty good but 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 i think a while ago when i started doing the i wanted i i wanted to do a podcast called talking to strangers and the whole idea was to just randomly talk to people on the street i've kind of always played around with that idea and what's her name? Sarah Silverman has done it, talking about politics, where she's gone to sort of the Bible Belt and sort of the the red states and talks to talk to people. I don't know if it was Comedy Central. I'm not sure what network it was on. It could have been Showtime. But whatever the point is, is that uh, I liked talking to strangers, and and part of that was going through my separation and divorce, and kind of feeling very alone and, and isolated when I didn't have my kids. 
right? I didn't have that purpose. I didn't have a full-time job. I had freelance work, uh, you know, like Uber, Lyft, and some, um, you know, hair stuff, uh, consulting stuff for hair companies. And I had a lot of downtime. And so part of it was I started doing the Periscope broadcasting. And sort of it it wasn't stand-up comedy. It wasn't this. It was me being me, but a version of me talking to people that didn't know me. And so there was something very freeing about just being this version of myself. And I guess social media is like that as well. You know, all forms of social media or or many, not all, because Facebook is sort of this more real thing where inevitably you're going to find people from your childhood and family members that are going to friend you and you're going to give in and become friends. And what the fuck was that? Why did I do that? I don't want to be, oh, fuck, you know. Um, So so I, I... when I do this, I kind of, I much prefer for people that don't know me to listen to it and, right, and, yeah. f- and feel conflicted. Right. So I, I'm talking about all this and, and I, I, I spent new year's day, you know, with my girlfriend Susie, um, but her, her kids were coming back. Her kids were on break there with their dad and, and they were coming back at noon and then it got a little bit later. It got pushed to, to two. And so, so I left at around one fifteen, one thirty, and I, I ended up going to my friend Woody and Mari's house. So Woody and I worked on a movie together 24 years ago and then we became roommates on the Upper East Side. And at the time he and his now wife, Mari, Martha, Martha Kempner, um, they um they were dating back then so i knew her fairly well and over the years ever not every new year's day but at most new year's day i go to their house for this little party and i always i almost always show up late and i'm usually the last person to leave you know and so i was just talking to both of them about life about how things are going their kids their two their two daughters are there and i was talking to mari who is a uh she's a, a uh, let me let me get this right uh she is not a sex therapist. She's a sex writer. Um, so it, it's a world that I do not know. Uh, and so so she she's a writer and sexual health expert. She writes about sexual behavior, contraception, STDs, blah, blah, blah. She has written a book. And, and so every year I see her, we talk, she wants to get a headshot and I'll take the picture for her, but she's not ready. She doesn't feel good. She's got to lose weight, whatever it is. And, and she's not going to be happy that I shared any of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're chatting and we're talking and, 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 you know, I, I asked her, you know, what's going on? How are things? She's like, ah, okay. Whatever. And I think she loves one gig with one client not happening, but she's still writing stuff, but whatever, nothing exciting. And I said, and then, then all of a sudden I, I don't know. I'm a terrible listener most of the time. And then at some point I, I said, but, but what, what, like in your life, in your career, you work from home, you do this thing. You're very good at what you do. I've heard her when she promoted her book and when she was on radio shows, she was very good. And I, and, and I said, she said when she wrote her book, that felt really good. It felt like an accomplishment. Now, it didn't have a big reach. Um, I don't know, you know, but there was still the sense of power. And then I was just sort of thinking about things and like, well, what is it you got to do your thing that's yours, right? And it's not about social media, but like make the thing yours and put stuff out there. And, you know, it's going to be hard to hit. And then I mentioned the idea of a podcast and she got excited and she said she, she really wanted to do that, but she didn't know how. So now 
I'm like telling her, you know, you have to, you, you're very good at what you're doing. You have a good personality. You can do that. You've been talking since you're little, you know. And then at one point she turns to her husband, Woody, and says, is, is John Craig my life coach right now? And he just goes like, oh, that's not good. You know, that's, that's a problem. Like, and I'm like, no, no, that's not what's happening. I said, listen, the bar, listen, the bar's low. And, and so that's part of the reason I'm telling this story. But, you know, that was, that was yesterday because today is uh, Thursday, January 2nd. And so I was over at their house January 1st. And so I, like, I sent her the link to Anchor. I don't know if she downloaded it, whatever. And I, and I said, you got to do it. There's no reason for you not to do this, you know. And so, so I, I actually called her today, and I think I woke her up from a nap. And I said, "You have, you like, you, you. There's no reason for you not to do this." I said, "I can't make you do it, but like, you have to let go of everything. With you're not ready. It's not this thing. Just you can do it for free, and you can. It doesn't have to be perfect." The name of it, what it's going to be, what it becomes, it doesn't fucking matter. You don't have to listen to every podcast. You know, sure, listen to Dan Savage. Listen to, yes, you've read him, but you haven't listened. Listen to his podcast. But that's a different thing because that's like the top of the top, right, in that in that world. You know, he's the Dr. Ruth, as far as I can tell, in that realm, you know. And so... So I don't know. I, I I'm I'm hoping that somehow that I can at least help her bring her to the to the podcast water, and then she can just do the thing. But it, at the same time, I can't make her get out of her own head to do the thing. Right. And at the same time, I could give her that advice, and I could listen to myself giving her that advice, and I won't take my own vice advice for other things. <laughs> you know, so which is so it, I mean, that's that's not just you. I mean, that's I think that's human. I mean, like we're doing this, and yet at the yeah. same time, you and I have other things that we want to do that we're not doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is true. I, I've got you know, I, there's no question. You know, it's yeah. like the I I mentioned my cousin Donald, and and Donald has listened to our podcast. I don't know if he listens to every single one. Hey, Donald, if you're listening, yeah, how you doing? Um, he he's a he's a He's probably close. He's definitely closer to your age than he is to mine, but I don't know exactly how old he is. He's a big fan of Gene Shepard. Gene Shepard is the guy that uh, the Christmas story, you know, a Christmas story. He um, he's the narrator, okay. the movie. And and if 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 you haven't, I thought that I thought I talked to you about this. If you haven't Googled him, you probably should because he is a great storyteller, you know, and uh, and. Again, we've talked about this off mic, but I'll talk about it. But again, it's like it's probably good. Alex, I I should do stand up comedy again. You should. Yeah, yeah I should do it. I, I for just for me, I should go and do the moth and and do storytelling. I live I live close to New York City. I can do a moth. You know, uh, we both have stories. You know, and so that's what I want to get out of twenty twenty. I want to break out somewhat of well i i i, I want to do something that there are no stakes except for the stress and fear that i have and do that thing but i don't want to do it once i want to do it more i want to continue to do it so that it gets better and better and easier and scarier and better and you know less scary and more you know just i want i want to feel like i'm on the edge of something Possibly awesome, even if it's for one singular moment. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I really do. Um, did I tell you? I know I didn't. Um, I had a, 
I had basically a panic attack. Um, when? Recently. Um, like, like over this last, like over the last couple of weeks? It was, uh, okay, so uh, no, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was on uh, uh, Christmas Eve night. I was, uh, uh, we, uh, and I don't know if you'd call it an, a panic attack or like an anxiety attack. Have you ever had one before? Um, sort of, yeah. Um, so um, I, uh, my father-in-law had um, had uh, at his church. He was doing his. Uh, He's a pastor. Cr- yeah, pastor thing at a Christmas Eve thing at his church, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I haven't I don't tell him this or anything, but or, or expound on it or or try to you know make a, a big deal out of it or anything, but um, I'm more or less. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that um, I'm an atheist, but um, well, you're I'm probably more agnostic. Ag- agnostic, yeah. Right, but 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 I mean, but you're not a believer necessarily. You're not a dick about religion, but you're not a believer necessarily. Yeah, the, the whole idea of the virgin birth and the whole story and all of that to me is like you know <laughs> bullshit. You know. No, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, but no, but it, but it's not something. There's no reason for you to voice that and have that debate. No, no. No, and, and like I, I've said on here a couple a couple episodes ago, you know, I, lately I've been getting so when we go there occasionally to his, his church, I, I I enjoy the secular aspect of of getting together with a bunch of people. And, yeah, we've uh, talked about this. Peace yeah. be with you, also with you, and and there's that there's a sense of community and connection. Being around people, I think, is a good thing. Um, <laughs> Not all people, actually, not most people. Well, very few people. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to not warm your up. work I'm, colleagues. I'm so we up. shouldn't talk about. No, that. I'm trying to warm up to the idea that I should be. I should be better at this, you know. And and uh, so I, you know, mixed emotions. Put it that way. So he has um, a situation where um, he had. Ha- I don't know if somebody had canceled. Excuse me, or what had gone on, but. Um, he needed somebody to help read a couple of passages. They they had this like thing that they were doing, like um, the um, where they were lighting the four candles, um, the Advent candles, and they had these little Advent readings. And so he needed a little help. So um, I volunteered to do one of these Advent readings, which meant going up in front of the group, the the, the church, and um, reading a, a, a passage thing, and um, then lighting a candle. And as I was up there, um, and I got like halfway through reading this thing, which I have, I have read and, and done public stuff in front of like this this sort of speaking thing in front of groups. Um, I've done it a lot. I really have. But um, for some reason, in the middle of this, um, I just kind of started um, towards the the middle of it. I just sort of started having this uh, this this event, this this panic feeling. Not, not so much, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like um, I was, um, um, it was almost like an out-of-body thing where I was reading, but I wasn't hearing. Uh, sure. You know, it was, it was just weird. Were you reading, were you reading from the page? Yes, there was, I had two pages of script that it was, you know, your basic uh, story about um, the, the Christmas thing about how, you know, the Virgin Was Mary it the PA? Was it partially the PA system and hearing your voice, the echo or the... It the probably, the, I guess. I don't know. It, it, I didn't I didn't really think about it. Um, do, you, do you think, it, what was the story? What was it about? 
It was about um, the idea that um, Joseph was marrying uh, Mary, uh, even though she, um, he they they had not had sex and she was pregnant. And um, he had been, <laughs> oh, so the idea that it'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, he had been spoken to by G, by by God in a, in a in a dream, and that God told him to you know marry her, and uh, you know he decided that was the best thing to do. You know, it was it was that part of the story. Right, which I, which I read, and it was it was fairly lengthy. It was a couple pages, and uh, um, somewhere in the middle of it, I just kind of started. Um, um, just um, I became very aware of the fact that I was in front of a bunch of people, and you know, and that's natural. I think the the idea that you're. Um, you know, to be, uh, but it wasn't necessarily the story itself that kind it of threw wasn't you. The story it was, it was, and I don't know necessarily that it was like, well, maybe it was a stage fright thing a little bit, but it it had it, it wasn't there when I walked up, and it and it uh, it it got there very quickly. Like um, I guess as I was, uh, I don't know, thinking about it or whatever. But um, when I got to the point where I was supposed to light a candle um, off of another candle, and um, you know that was kind of going to be the end of it. I was just uh, I, I was shaking um, like a leaf, and mm. um, I was like trying to light this candle and get it to the other candle. And it was like I, I was like it was all full on like <sighs> it was like you know um, all systems were. Do, 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 so what happened? I mean, did you light the candle successfully? I yeah, I got it lit. It was uh, now where? How close was Rachel? Where was she sitting in the church? Like that? I mean, towards you know, the. I mean, obviously the, everyone's looking at you. Oh yeah, because you're oh, yeah. right oh, there, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Did she notice? I'm, I'm sure. We haven't talked. Oh, about did it. you talk about it? No, we haven't talked about it. Okay. Hmm. I mean, and and like, have you thought about it a lot? Um, I I've th- well, um, I wouldn't say a lot, but I have thought about it. Yeah. Um, to the Does idea- it haunt you? <sighs> I, uh, it's or does there. it does it throw you a little bit or it like get you thinking? I would say it throws me a little bit. I, uh, I would like to. What I would like to do. What I okay. So my initial reaction was after after I got uh, uh, off stage. It was the way it felt. Okay, off the altar. Um, but I got off stage was um, I thought I want to go up. I want to go back up. I want to go back up. I want to do it again. I want to do over. I want to do over. We're gonna do this again. Take two. Yeah, I want to do it again. Right? Like, give me, right, give me another chance. I want to go back and do it again. And then I was okay. thinking, where can I go? Where can I do this again? I don't want to be a, maybe in church because that's a little too obvious. But maybe I can go somewhere else. But I can do it again. I got to get up in front of a crowd. I got to do this again. Um, and uh, which is which is weird. I don't know where that. I don't know where that would be. You know how that would manifest itself. But. Um, hmm. It was weird. Well, I, I know where it would. Be. I mean, where it could be. What? Is it could be like when you're going across state lines? Where would you go into Illinois to buy uh, <laughs> cannabis? Right? No, no. Then now I'm not saying you go and you get the edible or you smoke the thing. I'm saying while you're there, right? When you're making this trip, you you find a storytelling, whatever. And like I said, there's there are probably moth stuff, and like just find a smaller offshoot of that and and uh prepare and do the thing and then not give a shit and then uh-huh. you know record it for you not to put on social media but for you to improve the thing and then and then you'd be like there's no stakes because you don't and granted you don't necessarily know everyone at that congregation but it is your father-in-law's 
congregate is his. He's the pastor. It's fucking shit. Like you gotta. Um, fucking, you don't even believe of Christ in the bullshit that he's spewing. Every it's great. There are great <sighs> stories. Well, you tell your great story. That's probably the same thing somewhere else. And then no. it's not like you redeem yourself, but at least because I don't think you're gonna have an answer on on why the fuck that happened. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so either. I, I, I'm sure not. I think that. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I, would... I, I still am now. I, I as I as I as I sit here and after I've told this, I, it, I still have this feeling like I just want to go. Uh, I want to uh, stand up on stage somehow and and do something with with. Uh, you know, I want to light a candle uh, and uh, see where that takes me. Um, I don't think I'm going to church to do that. I don't think I, you know. I don't know. Well. Uh, because again, there are. A, I was going to say, there's no real stakes to that thing, and it seems like such an easy thing. I've read in a church. It's been a long time, but I, I've done it. I think I've done it at least once. And and uh, you know, and, and I, I remember my recollection of it is is that I'm reading this thing, but I'm not really paying attention to what the fuck I'm reading. I'm just like there are words on a page, and I'm not taking in the thing. You know. Right. I think I got. Um... And it's, okay, as a ch- child, I was always, uh, you know, I've probably had as much like when I say as a child, like in high school speech class, um, I had a couple speeches where I did really exceptionally well. And um, I think uh, it, it hit it, you know, knocked the ball out of the park or whatever, and, and things went fine. Um, I was always better off if I didn't have to do a lot of, uh, um, if I didn't have to do, um, Things with my hands, I guess. If I didn't have to, uh, you know, um, so if I if I wasn't uh, standing in front of you, um, showing you how to uh, fold a uh, origami um, napkin or something, I, I'd be much better off um, just standing there talking than than doing something physical. Can you can you solve the Rubik's cube? Uh, no, I can't. Can I, you do I, like we even want? I was going to say if you can solve the Rubik's cube, maybe you should talk feet. in front of people while solving a Rubik's with cube with my feet. Maybe I should learn with, how to do yeah. this. I, I don't know. Um, hmm. The other thing that I haven't done is now that I'm just looking around the, in this room is, uh, and I, I don't play very well, but I've never played the guitar in front of, like even in a band situation. Maybe I should do that. Forget a band situation. Like, uh, no, seriously, you could just go to a fucking coffee house or some open mic somewhere and just do the thing, right? And and like, again, I that's not something that I suck at all instruments. I was terrible, but... I have a friend that did uh, that did the comedy uh, guitar thing for a while. And, uh, <laughs> By the way, <laughs> you know what I mean, Steve, Stephen Lynch. Um, yeah, comedy guitar thing. I, I think uh, very few. Some people do it well. I don't think that works very well anymore. I, I don't. I, he had you know he had his little funny shit that he did. It was you know he he was along the lines of a J- Jack Black sort of uh, kind of thing. Mm, yeah, on. you know it, it's it's it, 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 I, I as much as I could make fun of comedians for any reason. I anybody yeah I, anyone and, and I can make fun of him for the thing like oh carrot top blah blah blah. Forget about like his working out and his makeup and fucking whatever he's done to his face. <laughs> But like a he's lot. a prop comic, right? But you know what? Fuck me, right? Yeah. Fuck me for even ha- like I may not like that dude or like his comedy or his brand of comedy now, but fuck you, John Craig. 
Carrot for your bullshit because because that guy did this thing right it, it's like you don't know like a lot of people hate on someone like kevin hart and kevin hart he's just fucking five foot four dude from philly or wherever the fuck he's from yeah. and 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 he's like a fucking big superstar but you know what that guy fucking did other than being funny is he worked his fucking ass off and he went up there and so so yeah you've got geniuses like a dave Chappelle. And then you've you got the whole spectrum of people. Yeah. So if you're doing the fucking fuck you, you fucking elitist piece of shit douchebag <laughs> who's fucking you did a podcast with a guy you fucking met on a fucking <laughs> bullshit fucking audio Twitter, and you turn on your mic and go bah, 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 shut the fuck up, John M. Craig, and 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 you know so so. <laughs> to go and do the thing but because because part of me wants to say like the guy who does the comedy the the guitar comedy the music comedy for yeah. the most part you suck at music and comedy you're not good enough for comedy you're not good enough for music but you put the <laughs> two together and boom there's a little niche little thing but fuck you john craig you don't know shit and if i refer to myself in the third person one more time in 2020 i want you to come to fucking red bank put on the microphone and start recording and then shoot me right in the fucking neck <laughs> Carrot Top just signed another deal. He did. No, he didn't. He is, I, I, did I didn't see? even know. Is he trending? No, holy. He's he's booked through twenty twenty five at the Luxor. Twenty twenty five. <laughs> really? He is. Yes, he's still. He's booked through twenty twenty five at the fucking Luxor. Seriously, swear to God, I I, I follow him on uh, on Instagram. And really. And he, that's got to be fascinating. Oh, it's fucking bizarre. He's funny. The, the guy, I, I will, he's funnier than I thought um, he, he would possibly be. But um, he, uh, yeah, let me see if I can find him. I'm scrolling through my Instagram right he now. He is fucking jacked, that motherfucker. Oh, he's, a, he's like he's, all veiny and fucking ripped. And uh, he's got this crazy fucking, uh, he's, he's, his hair that used to be a little wild. Now he's got it like all goddamn gelled, spiked, crazy fucking shit popping out of his head and i'm trying to look for him right now see if i can find any carrot top audio where did you go carrot top because he's always all over instagram and i thought i could find it immediately here hang on where are you at um but yeah he's uh he's pretty funny really all right god damn where are you at fucker brian glazer he's kind of funny too um da 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 I thought I'd find Jesus. You'd think you'd find this immediately. Care oh there he is. Hang on. What do you what do you want right now? Is the Instagram? All the college football games are over. We had the sugar bowl and we had the cotton bowl and we had the rose bowl. And now I just saw on ESPN there's two more college games they're gonna play tomorrow. And all I can think about is really I feel bad though for these college kids, right? Like we gotta still fucking play. Right. 
is he on stage? <laughs> no, he's he does like videos uh, a couple a day, two, usually at least, um, just in his. I guess it's in his in his apartment, and uh, in Vegas, and that's just him hanging out. Doing his well, thing. he's 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 very well compensated. He's got a lot of time to work out. Yes, obviously, and uh, and again, I, I I remember I remember liking him when I was in college. He's he's probably a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 48, 49 this year. I don't know, and and he's but he's been around for nearly thirty years. Okay, you know, he probably started doing comedy over thirty years ago, and he's not that old a guy. Uh, and and he carrot top was a punchline. He was a punchline for other comedians, and they weren't even necessarily comedians who were haters, I would say. Some of them were, yeah. but there were successful comedians that would knock Carrot Top. Whether or not they had a re- uh, professional relationship or friendship with him in any way, it's just like, but it's, I guess my whole point of the whole thing of, of going off on the guy who plays the guitar, is like, you know what, you you don't know exactly what your thing is, but it's like, well, just start to figure out your thing and do your thing. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. And the own, the people that, I think the people that make it and do it are the people that, yes, they're, they may be inside their own head, are the people that actually do the fucking thing and allow the thing to change, to evolve, and no matter what, you don't know your top, you don't know your bottom, you don't know where you are in that. You will, You may never know. Only history can tell you that. You know, if you ever watch the uh, watch the Joan um, Rivers documentary, if you watch that and you go, she, till the day she died, she was writing jokes and making people laugh and doing her thing. And I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about comedians here. I'm talking about I don't care who the fuck you are. Those are the people that do the thing. The people that chase, 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 do, do, do. You know, and and sometimes the job sucks, and sometimes the things suck, and it's not what you expect. And like I, like I said, when I was talking to my my friend Mari, you know, uh, Woody's wife about this, the thing, it, it's just like I'm not saying she was making excuses, but there was this. Fear. I was like, you don't. You, we live in a time where you can just fucking do it. Yes. Like you can just make yes. the thing. And I, and I guess my point about it is like we've been doing this for. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> three years. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's it's not quite three years for us. We, we started... It's 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 just under three years from the very first time we talked about it. Yeah, and it's just under three years. I think it was roughly what year are we in? Two thousand twenty. So two thousand seventeen, probably spring two thousand seventeen, possibly March. We recorded our first test. Yes. And I talked to her about that. I said to her today, I will record a test with you. It'll be me. I'll talk about it. And I didn't even think I'd talk about it on the podcast tonight. But I'm like, I, we we can do this thing, and I'll just, you don't even have to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Just sure, do it yeah. to get comfortable talking sure, on a microphone. It. And just and this, and then you can slowly but surely figure out what you think you want the thing to be. Yes. You know, and don't necessarily make a crutch. Don't choose someone that you know personally, professionally, that you think could do it. Just test it out. You make could, it yours and, and do the thing. I was going to say you could ask her maybe I don't know, to be on, be on with, and on this maybe we could and then she no no i listen i i will i will gladly have her on this i will buy a microphone i will set it up in her in her office and i will sit down and i'll have her on here and so and i know her you don't necessarily know her we've had a couple of people on the show but not a lot but at the same time it's like it's we can like i said she she has been good on on shows but my point of saying is like just 
you don't need time. You don't need to think about it. You just need to carve out 30 minutes, no more than 30 minutes. Well, there's, and there's, do, there's a very small learning curve, uh, you know, as far as how to record and put it together and get it uploaded and all that stuff. But that's, oh yes, but I'm, I could, I could help her with that. Oh, if, yeah. if she's going to use anchor, that's a no brainer. The only thing I don't yeah. know about that thing is, is how you, you know, is the mobile side versus desktop side yeah, and actually having enough. microphones and, but that's easy enough. And, yeah. and it's, it's got to be evolving since the last time I've used it. Yeah. So it's not about the, <laughs> the technical shit who gives a fuck right? right we can you can figure that out you can get a fucking intern for that shit right you know um and so just make the thing and that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.